Today on Krina and Kirsten Get to Work, we are kicking a gender bias to the curb and talking about how women make insanely good leaders. Welcome to Krina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Krina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we're so happy you're here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. As you know, Kirsten and I love talking about women and work. And we are women and we love to work. Imagine that. Uh, we want your workplace to be satisfying and joyous and fun and spectacular. And that's only going to happen if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening. How's it going, Kirsten? So good. Yeah. Yeah. You're so fresh. I'm so fresh. I just came back from some fabulous travels. Yeah. You want yeah. to talk about it? Because I can't, I just haven't heard all your travel stories. I, I just spent, I've never been away from work for three weeks ever in my Which life. Which blows my mind. Not even when I have my babies. It blows right? my I just mind. You have three kids. I know, right? I went to Europe and it was amazing. Were you really away from work for those I three weeks? I was away from work for three weeks. And honestly, I spent two mornings working on deals that I just couldn't give them to somebody else. So yeah. I probably worked six hours in three weeks. Good for you. It was that the best. Huge. That is huge. And I traipsed around Europe and drank Aperol spritzes and swam in wonderful water and hiked in beautiful mountains and saw beautiful art and amazing things and ate the best food of my life. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. It was a trip of a lifetime. It's a trip of a lifetime, no question. You, yeah, I know you saved up for it, and you coordinated schedules of your now three adult children mm-hmm. and your husband, and you made it happen. It was great. And it was phenomenal, too, that you were able to step away from work for that long. I mean, I really don't want to lose how No, it's, I think it's really important, and you. a mistake that I hadn't done it before. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people make that mistake. I know that's not what we're talking about today, but it is a mistake when you don't give yourself a little bit of time to check yes, out. to get away. I think we should do an episode on vacations and how to do Ooh, it appropriately. Great idea. I too had a vacation, but I have a slightly different experience. You had a much more, yes, you did not have the traipsing around Europe story. No, I had an equally amazing trip to Kenya, of all places. Really different experience. Totally different experience. I was there as a guest of others. My family got invited to go on a trip, and we saw Nairobi, which is a city of 50 bazillion people, which is an experience in and of itself. Which I had no idea it was that big. It is. I don't know. The census is really hard to um, get accurate there because it also is home to two of the largest slums on mm-hmm. the planet. And so, but they estimate that in Nairobi, there are between four and six million people. And we saw a rural village. One of the primary reasons we were there was to go to a school that is a free boarding school for kids that in the surrounding area to get secondary education. In Kenya, you can only go to school on the government's dime through eighth grade. And so this very generous couple who took us there actually started their own school. And we were there to visit that school, see the progress, meet the kids. Um, It's been in operation for about 15 years now. And it was amazing. And then the last third of our trip was on safari in the Maasai Mara and Serengeti of Kenya and Tanzania. And there I saw every single wild animal that you can think of from the comfort of my Jeep with a Tusker beer in my hand. I mean, That's it was just amazing. Amazing. I love uh, that you had a beer. Cultural exchange. Yes. Yes, I know. Thank you for the great beer. Shout out to all the amazing people. Anyone want to go to Kenya, drop me an email at yougettowork.com because there is some great tips and tidbits and guides that I could recommend. I mean, really, I mean, I don't mean to be a sales job for it, but it was amazing. We were very well cared for and also got to see 
It sounds see, like some amazing things. Yeah, see like something. Like some human things, some nature things, right? Yeah, non-Westernized, like mm-hmm. n- totally 100% non-Westernized. Um, yeah, so here we are now so back. checking on travels. Yeah, back from travel, back from launching season one of our podcast, now fully in. Deep into season two. Deep into season two. Kirsten and I so have. So far, people are still listening, oh which my is gosh. fantastic. I know. Thank we you. love our listeners. And I have to say, Kirsten and I have locked ourselves in a room, and we're not leaving until we get an entire See, season two. that's a big two. fat light, Karina. We're sitting on your porch with sunglasses and Karinaritas, enjoying ourselves as always. But I. We are working hard on season two. I had this conversation with my friend Lori the other day, which was, if you can wear your sunglasses while you're working, great job. Yeah. That's what we decided. Like, you wear your sunglasses, you're arrived. Yeah. You have arrived. Scookum job. I feel like we've arrived this podcast. And our listeners, I just have to do a shout out. I'm so thankful for our listeners, for those of us who are following us on all of the major podcast sites and minor ones, frankly. And those of you who are following us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook. We're just Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. It's where we post pictures and articles and stuff recipes no no recipes no just joking unless maybe we post that fish sauce thing the wickedly good fish the wickedly sauce. Good fish sauce recipe. no 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 you said Karina Rita's and I wasn't sure people are gonna say what are those incidentally it's tequila and lemonada it's fabulous Pellegrino lemonada okay incident so there we are listener love we love you we love and you. I particularly love people's comments about yeah. what they've gotten out of it, who they've shared it with. What, I mean, somebody said the other day, my mom loves it. And I was like, I'm so glad your mom loves it. It also makes me feel like we're appropriate enough that somebody's mom likes it. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, except we're moms. Mm, but this was like a mom that was like done or, you know, she was out of the gate. She'd finished it all. She's from the looking back and... Yeah, this yeah, is the grandma it. mom. This is this is the retired mom. I love it. I love it. So thank you, ladies, for listening and for listening about our yeah, travels. And- okay, so one of the things, speaking of Facebook, that we posted, and I know I'm going to have to like cop to this at some point, so I might as well. You and I in season one talk about how social media is just not our jam. I think it was in the episode about networking. networking. Yeah, and I'm talking about how I you know, just barely even lurk on Facebook. Well, I'm going to take all of that back. I retract it all now because managing our Facebook page for Karina and Kirsten Get to Work has put me right back smack dab in the middle of social media, and I'm kind of digging it. It's really fun to be able to share what we're doing, what we're talking about, what we're reading, and uh, there is a lot of great information there. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say good for you, particularly, because you are the one who's really digging into that and really understanding it. I'm also becoming more active, but what this tells me is what we're trying to talk about in our show. We can learn new things. We can do new things. We can become other people. We can get new characteristics, skills, talents to create what we want. Yeah. So that's what we're doing, sister. So we're going to take, um, yeah, and we can retract statements because frankly, we're not perfect. I know. I know you try. I know I want to be. We're not perfect. Okay. So what are we talking about today, Kirsten? Okay. We are talking about what is one of my favorite topics and probably Krina. Definitely one of your favorite topics in a place you spend so much of your time and energy, both in the work that you've done professionally in the past, what you're currently doing in your consulting firm with executive coaching, leadership, organizational leadership, and communicate, all that stuff. So we are talking about leadership, and I am of the absolute firm belief that everybody leads from where they are. 
If you were on the quote unquote lowest rung at your job, whatever you're doing, you likely know how to do better than anybody else. And so the point of this show really is for all of us to look inside at ourselves, recognize the amazing leaders that we are individually and collectively as women, and to figure out what things we might want to build into our repertoire, our bag of tricks, our skills, our talents to get better, to do more. Yeah. 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 That's what the point of the show is today. And one of the things that I learned many years ago when I was younger, like in college, I viewed a leader as somebody who was take charge, in charge, the boss, making the decisions, top down, personality, loud, directive. That's how I viewed a leader. I did too. And in fact, we talked about this before. That's how I viewed a leader. And that's what I tried to emulate. And I think that made me a shitty boss. I think it definitely, I think it is, I don't know what you call it, a bias, an incorrect conclusion. It's just like that classic caricature almost. Yeah, it's almost a caricature of a leader. And in some ways, it also paints a picture that in many ways women should not be able to, women don't want to attain. I mean, for the most part, women- That's not our skill set. Yeah, women who actually lead from that place, the place where it feels like it's more intimidating, loud, directive, power hungry, frequently refer to themselves as trying to acquire- more male characteristics in order to be successful in order to be successful and so yeah it is interesting and as i've watched and been in other situations watching other people lead whether it's an organization or some kind of a project i'm on i have just really learned a lot from for example one of the best leaders i know at getting things done is really introverted Mm -hmm. really quiet Mm -hmm. really low-key talks the least of anybody in a meeting. Yeah. But it's unbelievable what she can accomplish. Yeah. So she's the antithesis. She's of the that. antithesis of that, but so incredibly effective. Yeah. Which is also part of the point today is that you don't have to be somebody you're not. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be back to authenticity in the yeah, workplace. Yeah, when yeah. you're somebody you're not, you're not going to be successful no. ultimately. And you also don't need to be the one positional leaders in your organization or your company in order to lead. Right. So the point of today is there are many, many, many traits and characteristics of leaders, which we're going to dig into. That women don't fit the caricature of a leader, typically. Wait, the one we again. just described? Yeah. The caricature of a leader that I just described is what I thought was a leader when I was in you know, high school and college is really not who women are. No. So and there's a disconnect. There is a disconnect. And as we will discuss, the traits and characteristics of leaders just never mentioned totally in charge, right? They don't. So we're going to dig into those a little bit. You know, when I was a new leader, and it's funny because just as I said that, I was thinking, well, I guess I've always been a leader because I've led from wherever I am, which actually is true of me. And I transitioned from trying to be much more directive, follow me. I pictured a leader as somebody who always has people behind them mm-hmm. or below them. Mm-hmm. And I said to a friend of mine, you know, mid-career, it's funny, I get a lot of kudos for being a good leader and I don't feel like I'm leading anyone anywhere. And she looked at me and she said, that's the point. That's why that you're is getting kudos. is because when you stop seeing yourself as that person who has everything figured out and is always in charge, then you really, you are an effective leader. And when I took on the 
highest position of leadership that I had ever been given when I was executive director. I got a little panicky about it and I started leaning on people to help me understand what was my role, what do I need to do? And I had one person, happened to be a guy, Greg Small. He's a very talented leader of an organization in Seattle called Climate Solutions. And he said, here's what I'll tell you. Your job is to know where your organization is going, make sure everyone on your team knows how they fit in, make sure you have enough money Mm-hmm. And they get the hell mm-hmm. out of the way, mm-hmm. right? So that and money was, really is resources. Yeah, resources. Right? That's the yeah. Whether it's money or whatever, does everybody have the resources to do what they need to do? Yeah. So that was his interpretation. But as we know now, and as an article that you recently posted on our Facebook page Woo-hoo! talked about, women actually score higher in almost every single leadership trait. Yep. And so you want to talk just, about that? I want to just take a moment to celebrate that. Yeah. So first of all, we have this study done by two men who are, looks to me to be in their late 50s, who are, one of them is a CEO, and the other one of them is a leadership consultant. And I love it that they're the ones who kind of have put this together. Really? I kind of didn't like it. I do. I liked it because this is where we start to change the patriarchy. I mean, I liked the article, but yeah, I looked at it and I was like, come on, old white guys. We start to change the patriarchy when the old white guys get on board, right? Okay, it's true. true. Let's celebrate this that what they found over the course of many years, seven years, I think it is, is that women score statistically higher in almost every leadership capability than men. Okay, can we just pause for a moment and say, of course. I was going to say, duh. Can we just have a collective duh? duh. <laughs> so it was just, I just want to just take that minute to say, these are kind of things we all intuitively, these are capabilities that women, I think, know that we intuitively have. But to be recognized and acknowledged It's just a very good thing. It's a very good thing. It's a very good thing. And so as we're talking about these two, I think one of the greatest things that a leader does is the capabilities to employ a variety of different leadership styles Mm -hmm. given that are appropriate to the situation. Mm -hmm. But we're not talking about leadership styles today. We're talking about leadership traits. So I want to just distinguish between those two. Examples of leadership styles would be like authoritative or supportive. Collaborative. Collaborative. Inquisitive, where we're and you hear words like servant leadership and all kinds of things, but that is not what we're talking about today. No, we're talking about not. Yeah, we're talking about all of the different <clears throat> characteristics that makes a lovely, successful, su- capable, effective, productive leader. Right, yes. and the study refers to them as capabilities. Do they? Yeah, they call them leadership capabilities. What's fascinating here is, and Karina, I'm sure you've seen a lot of this too, but you know, in reading about leadership, you see a lot of leadership skills, things you have to have as a leader. And so I've looked at a lot over the years, and this set of capabilities that are articulated in this article, I think are as good as any I've seen. Yeah, they were. it was a good list. And in fact, if you're somebody who's kind of been asking yourself, huh, Am I a good leader? And what I'm, I, um, I would I would suggest getting in here and looking at the. And these. I'm going to ask people to not just say, "Am I a good leader?" That might be good for people that are in leadership roles, but I want really every listener to look at this and say, "Where am I a leader? Yeah. What capabilities do I have that make me a good leader? What capabilities do I need to develop to be an even better leader? Yeah. Right. So that's I think the thing that we want you all to focus on is where are you in this? Yeah. Where are you? And what do you not have that you really want? And then another show, we'll talk about how to get that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, first characteristic <clears throat> tells everybody what to do all the time. Just joking. No, Karina. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not on our list. I know. It's so funny. You looked at me like, I don't know where you're going with this. I hate it when you derail the it conversation. It may not seem like it, but we, Karina and I really do prepare for this. <laughs> like, we really do have conversations about what we want to talk about, about what you guys, we want you all to get, what do we want you to get out of this? What's the nugget of truth? You know, what is the experience we want to share with you? So sometimes, you know, I was like, no, we didn't talk about that. I know. And then I try to derail you. We didn't get derailed. We, we didn't, right d- didn't get derailed. We're right on track. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number one, I think is takes initiative, and I don't think we necessarily need to order do in this order, but or also talk about the scores. But I will say in this list, if we get through it all, in every single case except for two, women's score, like you said, statistically significantly higher. Mm-hmm. Did I men. say that right? Yes. Then men. In some cases, in the highest, it's we're 55.6% to their 48.2% of men. And in some of these, we're kind of close to men, but but still higher. So, but it's like 50-something to 40-something. And this is data that is collected from people in the workplace talking about women leaders and men leaders and saying, who has these capabilities? Does your boss have, does your manager have, does your whatever have? So this is information reported from workers, men and women. Yeah. So one of them is takes initiative, which I love. Mm -hmm. As we know, people from all across an organization or a business who take initiative and say, I can do, yes, become leaders. And people who are much more passive, I will say, and or not seen as having that kind of, I guess, energy or gumption or can do frequently fall to the background. So I think that wherever you're at, if you're somebody who's taking initiative, you're being seen as a leader. And incidentally, I'm going to use these terms a little bit today. Positional leader is someone who's basically given a title that makes them a leader. Mm -hmm. And then what's the other one? It's like you're a positional leader or you're a... Not a positional leader. I think that's, I don't know if there's a name. I don't know that I've heard one before. But yeah, somebody who's a positional leader or not. But that's our whole point here. Wherever you are, whether you're a positional leader or whether you're, you know, not given a specific title. How would we just say, Karina, positional and non-positional? Yeah. We can make our own definitions. Yeah. Because that's how we roll. Because At least we you just know do, how that's how I roll. We do what we want. Miss Malaprop. Because we're leaders. Miss Malaprop. Who's Miss Malaprop? Miss <clears throat> Malaprop is a character out of a Renaissance play who made up words. So now all made up words are called Malaprops. Oh, yeah. Malapropisms. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Incidentally, we can't make fact. up our rules. And one of the things that women do in this study is innovate. Mm-hmm. And we just did that. We just innovated. Did you see that? I see that. We're so innovative. Mm-hmm. You yeah. are. We are. You are. This is my favorite. You know this is my favorite. Resilience. Yeah. Women are more resilient than men in the workplace. Leaders, that's what. That's the reported information, which why do, I just love. Why do you think resiliency is important in a leader? Because you got to get up and try again. Exactly. And in fact, you will only be successful if you are comfortable and able to deal with failure. And doing that requires resiliency. Resiliency or disappointment or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite resiliency. Here's one that um, was a little bit kind of made me feel like is a little authoritative. And I don't know why, but it's drives for results. And that's me in a lot of ways. In fact, I've been told time and time again that I have a high standard for results. And I think it's a quick thinker. And, you know, I just want to see things move forward. But you can do that in a way that's not commandeering. No, mm-hmm. commander. Is commandeering Commandeering. Right 
Yeah. It's not common during the whole, yeah. The reason I think this works in this way and is the what you're describing is because it's drives for results. It doesn't say drives for perfection. Yeah. It doesn't say drives for, you know, whatever. It says drives for results, which means you have your eye on the prize and you're going for it, It right? doesn't, yeah. It's almost like you have focus. I see it as focus and tenacity. That's sure. what I see it as. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I do too. I like that. And I also, of course, love one of the traits is practice self-development. You know, be self-aware, look at yourself, figure out what you don't know and figure out how to know it, how to find out about it. That's a hard one too because in my firm, I've noticed that there's a stigma attached to Asking for help? Asking for help if you're in a position of leadership. You know, I'm going to just butt in here and I'm going to talk about the four best female CEOs that I know personally and professionally. They all are involved with executive coaching programs, results groups, mastermind groups. So my most effective and successful female CEOs probably, I would say, devote a significant amount of time to learning. And I agree. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you do your work, that I do this work. And when I can find those leaders who are interested in even just having a thought partner or bouncing ideas off of someone or developing themselves in a way that opens their eyes to different ideas or sees things from a new angle, they are the more successful and they're energized and more energetic. Mm -hmm. And so therefore they are sort of a magnet for others. And we also know that when a leader does something, it says it's okay for others to do it. So if a leader is... You're modeling. Yeah, if a a leader is modeling that, yes, I'm constantly learning, I'm trying to innovate, I'm trying to do things differently or, you know, see things from a different lens, it creates this culture of learning in your business or organization that is beautiful. Okay, one of my other favorites is displays high integrity and honesty. Right. I mean, I think that just speaks for itself. Yeah. And one of your triggers we know is lying, lying. not telling the truth, being in denial. Yeah. Yeah. And so when somebody really is just very comfortable in that position of integrity, even if it means I'm telling you something that's difficult for me to talk about. Or I have to, we've talked about this in shows before. I have to admit I was wrong. I made a mistake. I didn't do it right. I have to fix that. All of those are just, yeah. Yeah. One I love <laughs> is bold. This is you, Krina. Is what? Uh, this is you. Bold B- leadership, bold right? Leadership. I knew you were going to say bold leadership. <coughs> How did you know that? Krina, you are bold leadership. You think so? So I would say you're all of these in some way, but the things that I think you are most of on here are develops others. You're very, very interested in developing other people, which is the reason you got into this work that you're doing. Yeah. It's what you've been doing for a long time. Yep. You're definitely bold leadership. Which is like, you're willing to get out there and to make the ask or to create the program or there's a certain amount of risk that you're willing to tolerate. Yeah. And I think that's part of being a really good leader is, I think bold leadership is about tolerating some risk. Yeah. And it's funny. um, In fact, I will say, I want to set bold, I've used that term so many times. I want to set bold goals. Let's Mm -hmm. be bold. I even had a year of being bold at work where I just encouraged Mostly my fundraising team. Get bold. Just like get bold. Bold asks. Okay? Bold, bold asks. Yeah. Um, the they, other one that I really think that is definitely about you, which is build relationships. Yeah, I love Yeah, thank and you. And you build relationships, and they're real, true, authentic relationships. Right? Real, true, authentic relationships. And dovetailing on your bold leadership, you absolutely establish stretch goals. 
That's one of the other characteristics of leadership capabilities is stretch goals. What else should we talk about on this list? I'm going to say a couple more here. I'm realizing we're running out of time as always. This show should actually be four hours long. Connects to the outside world. (laughs) We talk about that in our networking episode. Leaders don't only look at themselves and they don't just keep their head in their organization. They connect with others. And in fact, as that positional leader for so many years, the people who were in my organization who had connections outside in the sort of real world, in other organizations, even things that weren't directly tied to the work that we were doing, they really did bring a different level of understanding perspective. Of, and perspective. Mm-hmm. And that put them in a position of New leader. ideas. Yeah. Champions change. I'm going to say solve problems and analyzes issues. These are all things. And I just, you know, I think the point of the show, well, not I think, we stated it earlier, was to articulate that these are not the traits. This is not the person marching around the office telling everybody what to do. Right. The leadership capabilities, the traits that people value the most in those that they work for are In many ways, those traits that just make you a lovely human being who has focus and drive and can inspire others. If that's you, awesome. Which it is you. And that's my point. In all of these capabilities that we've talked about, everybody out there has one or more, all of them. Yes. And you can further develop them. Mm -hmm. You can harness them. And you can recognize them in yourselves and see how that makes you a great leader wherever you are. And that also improves your experience in the workplace. It will make your workplace more meaningful, happier, more satisfying, and your whole workplace will be more productive. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We are just rushing through this. We're rushing through, but I want to really, with all deliberation, say... Find these things in yourself because they're there and then go build on them and use them because that's how good stuff gets happening in the world. So thanks for joining us and listening. Thanks for talking about this. I want to talk about leadership. We'll do it again. 24-7. Can we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's keep going. 24-7, I'm pausing. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. If you liked that episode, find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, take a look at our website at yougettowork.com. Thanks for listening. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded at community-powered KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and streaming at kmre.org. And thanks to our sound engineer, Kevin Leja. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin.